everyone. Welcome back to the Data Blitz podcast. Um, feel pretty good about what we did yesterday, and I'm definitely liking this format a lot more. It kind of lets me differentiate everything out. If you missed yesterday's update, um, we are switching to a redraft uh, on Tuesday, Dynasty on Wednesday, and then daily on Thursday. So this is going to be the daily fantasy episode. Um, so the format for this episode is going to be different than what we've done in the past. Uh, as you obviously know, I'm still working out kind of some of the kinks with this and, um, appreciate you kind of bearing with me as I figure that out. Uh, so today I'm going to go over like some of the games that I'm excited for this week, um, that I think we're going to have some high fantasy output from, um, which is probably how I'm going to get burned the most. Uh, then we're going to have value plays, um, which is just going to be, you know, a few players that I like. That's kind of what I've done in the past, focusing on those cheaper um, start and sits. And then I'm going to have an additional section where it's kind of starts and sits of the higher end and, you know, more costly players. Um, so hopefully there's not too much overlap there. I might in the future, like set off, set up a cutoff, um, of like, you know, a certain salary that a player must must require to get into the starts and sits versus the value plays category, maybe like 6,000 or 5,500, something like that on like DraftKings. Uh, I don't use any of the other ones, so I don't know if those values are much different. Um, and then I'm going to have like a couple stacks of the week. And um, if there's any, you know, injuries or anything that comes in after I get started, which I shouldn't, I'll cover stuff like that. Cause I know that that can make a pretty big impact on everything. Um, so to get started, we can cover some of the games that I'm the most excited for this week. Um, and number one here is going to be the Colts versus the Jags. Uh, the Colts have allowed a lot of points to opposing teams receivers this year. Um, the Jags kind of just hit their stride with their receivers uh, last week against the Bills, and I think the Jags are going to kind of continue that upward trajectory uh, with hopefully Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk taking the majority of that benefit against the Jag or against the Colts. I don't know which way I said that there. I think I said Colts and Calvin Ridley, but whatever. Um, you get the point. Um, and then the, for the Colts, uh, it's Gardner Minshew's revenge game. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I know that he and Josh Downs have kind of built up a connection. He and Michael Pittman have built, built up a bit of a connection. Um, and I think he's going to hopefully get into a spot where he's uh, able to provide more than like six fantasy points per game, which is what he's doing right now. So looking for Gardner Minshew to hopefully put up closer to like 20-ish points. Um it really depends on how this game script goes, but I'm definitely excited for both these games or for that game. And, you know, we additionally have Travis Etienne and Jonathan Taylor. So the the running games on both sides are going to be pretty strong. I think Jonathan Taylor is going to make the Colts a lot better. Uh, definitely pro Jonathan Taylor um, podcast, as I mentioned yesterday. Um, and he's, he's incredible. He's hopefully going to be I don't know. I think Brees Hall is the only guy that I think is about as good as Jonathan Taylor uh, in the league, besides like Christian McCaffrey. But at, at the age and the price that you can get Jonathan Taylor, he's great. Um, so 
that's game one. Uh, game two, I have the Vikings versus the Bears. I don't really know what to expect from this game. I don't think anyone does, which is why it's so exciting um, from like a DFS perspective. I think, you know, uh, I have a couple of starts from this game, so I don't really want to spoil them. But, you know, TJ Hawkinson, Jordan Addison, uh, these guys are going to benefit from the Justin Jefferson injury. Uh, Alexander Madison uh, hopefully should get some good opportunity against the Bears um, on the ground. And then, you know, Justin Fields, DJ Moore might be able to keep it going um, against kind of that weaker Viking secondary. So I'm looking forward to that game as well. Uh, I don't know. I don't really have any faith in the Bears running back, so not really a big fan of Roshan Johnson or anything like that. But uh, if the Bears running backs do succeed, I highlighted this game as a big play. Uh, I think both these games are going to have a lot of high-scoring opportunities, good offenses, not the best defenses. Um, and especially in that second game, a lot of change going around. And, and the Colts have had a lot of change, and the Jags have had a lot of change. So I think that's why there's a lot of capability um to capitalize on you know some some lulls in the market about these uh two games and there might be some some good plays to come out of them so those are the two games that i'm kind of most excited for from a dfs perspective this week okay and with that we jump into the value plays section of this week's episode um and we're going to start off with raheem mostert uh, barring an injury here, Raheem Mostert has had great opportunity, um, and they're playing Carolina this week and favored by 13 and a half. So it's really clear that the, the game script there is going to lean, hopefully, towards some running. Um, I know that he doesn't have kind of all the volume on the team. He has competed with A-Chain and Jeff Wilson, um, but I think Raheem Mostert is better than Jeff Wilson and um, A-Chain is on IR. So this is a guy that you can get for 6,400. He does have very high projected ownership uh, at 15.1%, which is number three uh, this week. Um, but I, I think you have to play Raheem Mostert. I mean, he's on the Dolphins, obviously. They have tons of uh, offense. They're probably going to blow out the Panthers, and who are they going to rely on when they um, need somebody to, to run the ball? They're going to rely on Raheem Mostert. So um, he should have some increase in opportunity share um, and hopefully get you know 10 to 20 carries this week against that that bad defense um so big fan of raheem mostert this week um i don't know if there's anything else i need to really cover about that it's it's pretty obvious to me that he's a great pick um so then the next guy that i have here is josh downs as i just mentioned josh downs and gardner Minshew are kind of building a, a rapport together they, I mean, he's been targeted. Let me pull up the game log. Uh, he's targeted six times in the past last week uh, for six receptions. But, you know, we had a 12 target, five target, and seven target games. Um, I believe week four against the Rams is the only game that 
Anthony Richardson actually finished and that game um, is when he only had three targets, but all the other games he had five or more. Uh, so I'm definitely looking forward to seeing some Josh Downs, Gardner Minshew connection this week. I have them as one of my stacks. Uh, it's I, I really am undecided on Josh Downs or Michael Pittman, but I think Josh Downs is going to be the more reliable guy here um, as he is seeing a pretty high target share with Gardner Minshew. Um, and I think that will continue to materialize this week in, in the Gardner Minshew revenge game. Um, so yeah, it's a 20% target share with, with, um, Gardner Minshew or with, you know, on the Colts, but you know, Gardner Minshew hasn't played all those games. Uh, so I think, and I think that he's going to get, a significantly higher target share this week. Um, and I think Gardner Minshew might be able to get something done. Uh, and then for price, Josh Downs is going for 4,100 on DraftKings. So he's very cheap. Uh, and that's a potential like wide receiver two numbers that you're going to get from him, like hopefully 15 points, uh, which would be awesome. So next guy I have here, is another running back uh, that I think is just going to get a ton of volume against a team that might not show out. Uh, I know that Arizona has been kind of off and on in their predictability. Uh, sometimes they show up and they look great. Sometimes they look awful. Um, but I think the Rams kind of have their number. And so Kyron Williams is going to hopefully put up a lot of points this week. Um He's not really the best athlete. He doesn't have the best, you know, numbers or anything. But what he does have is Sean McVay's trust. And that's displayed with his very high snap share. Um, his lowest snap share on the season is 74.1%. And that was against Indy. This past week against Philly, he was at 89.3. And then in week three, he was at 100. And the week before that, 98.7. Um, so this is a guy that's really going to get opportunity. Um, I mean, there's really not much else to say about that. Like he's, I think in week four, he had 28 touches. And then this past week was his lowest amount of touches, and he had 15 um, so I just don't see how somebody with tons of guaranteed volume against a team that they're going to be up on is not going to put up a lot of fantasy points. Um, I know that Arizona's not the best defensively against the run either. So I think that this is a very good value play for a guy that's going for, you know, 6,500 on DraftKings, uh, a little bit over the value play limit, but, um, he's, he's the 10th most popular player at 10.8%. So I think he's, um, you know, not going to be on every roster, but will provide some guaranteed points. Um, and so the last value play guy I have here is Adam Thielen. 
Uh, Adam Thielen has gone up in uh, kind of volume every week here. He's definitely on the upward trend um, as Bryce Young throws more passes and gets more yards. Adam Thielen is going to directly benefit from that. Um, you know, we week one, we had two targets, two receptions, and then the lowest since then has been eight targets. So there's a lot of volume for Adam Thielen. Um, remember, they're playing Miami this week, and Miami is projected to destroy them. Uh, by 13 and a half then we have him uh going up against like not the best pass defense and i think adam thielen should be able to hopefully you know get some garbage time points and and get something done against the miami defense and, and i think bryce young might take that maybe he has already taken that step forward it's really up to this week to decide that um so Adam Thielen right now is like the number 10 wide receiver in points per game. And it's not something that you'd really expect. And he's going for 5,900 on DraftKings. So this is a guy that is definitely a, a big value uh, at that spot. Okay. And from here, that kind of concludes the value plays section. Um, I hope that was helpful in, in deciding on some guys that might be like last minute roster fits. Um, if you you have some budget left over, um, and now we kind of move on to the starts of the week. And the first guy I have here is Jordan Addison. Jordan Addison is kind of a value play, but he, he is projected to have the highest ownership of any player on DraftKings with his 5,700 salary. Um, he's obviously going into Chicago, uh, where the Vikings are favored by three. And Justin Jefferson just went down. Um, I talked about this yesterday a little bit in the Dynasty episode, but Jordan Addison has already scored three touchdowns on the season uh, in weeks one, two, and five. And he really benefited a lot last week um, in, in target share and got nine targets uh, with three of those being in the red zone. Um, so I think Jordan Addison gets a lot of opportunity this week against the Bears. Um, and I think Kirk Cousins looks his way a lot while doing that. Um, I don't know if it's really going to be him or TJ Hawkinson that benefits the most. Um, and so that kind of leads me to my next guy, TJ Hawkinson. Um, you know, the Vikings passing volume has to go somewhere. Uh, I think there's enough volume there to sustain both Jordan Addison and TJ Hawkinson as high-end fantasy players. Uh, I think TJ Hawkinson's a little bit more the contrarian play um, to those Jordan Addison um, people. But um, I think that's the guy that we want to look at this week. Um, he has really had a great season so far uh, with 30 receptions, 254 yards, and two touchdowns. He's the number four tight end in um, fantasy points per game. And he also benefited last week with eight targets, five receptions, uh, 51 yards. 
And he did finish as a number 14 uh, tight end, but, you know, he had had great games earlier in the season, um, specifically weeks two and three, where he was the tight end one and tight end six. Um, so I think TJ Hawkinson's another guy here that just benefits from Justin Jefferson going down and is going to hopefully get some of that uh, volume that is up for grabs in in Minnesota. Um, and the last guy here that I have for a start is DeAndre Swift. Um, DeAndre Swift is playing the Jets. Um, you know, the Eagles are probably going to stomp the Jets. They're favored by seven. And I think DeAndre Swift uh, benefits a lot from that. Uh, as the game script goes towards more running the ball, he should get a lot of opportunity. Um, DeAndre Swift has been really great this year. Um, especially weeks two. I mean, he's been almost uh, running back one every single week besides week one. Uh, he was running back four and then running back 15, which is the one week that he was outside of that top 12, and then running back 12 and then running back 10. Um, and he's played some good teams with good run defenses, um, and he's been able to kind of keep it up and, and have a lot of volume um, running the ball. So I think DeAndre Swift should hopefully find the end zone this week. Um, and I think we can expect something like over 100 yards or a touchdown from him um, on, I don't know, something like 15 to 20 carries and a couple of receptions there, uh, which should land him hopefully around like that wide receiver, or that running back eight uh, spot. So definitely a big fan of DeAndre Swift this week as well uh, at the Jets um, as they have let up a significant number of points. Um, to running backs. And he does have high projected ownership uh, at 21.4% on DraftKings, uh, but he is only going for 6,100. So I think that's a guy that can fill out one of your running back positions and not really cost you that much, which is why his, and, and have that guaranteed volume, which is why he's um, a start for this week. So I know I gave a few running backs there, more than you need, but hopefully that helps uh, with that decision. I almost missed one of my starts here. Uh, the last start that I have is the Bills D. Um, the Bills are playing the Giants. The Giants are, uh, I guess, allowing the most points to opposing defenses. Um, I think we should just see, hopefully, a touchdown or, or something like that that could get the Bills defense a lot of points this week. Uh, maybe even an interception or a forced fumble. Um from Daniel Jones, so I think the Bills' defense is is set up for a big game here, uh, and we might get something good out of that. Okay, and that kind of finishes up the starts of the week there. So next thing we do is move into the sits. Um, so these are guys. I don't know. I, I have to figure out like a budget cutoff to do this. I don't know. I figured that some of these guys would have different values than they actually do. Um, but it's fine. It doesn't really matter. I still would sit these guys. Um, so number one, I have Jerome Ford. Uh, he's playing San Francisco this week. And he's kind of been pretty bad ever since. I think he had that first game that was good uh, when Nick Chubb went down. Yeah, 16 carries, 131 yards. I think he ripped off like a 77-yard run or something. And besides that, he has looked pretty average at best um 
you know, 10 carries and two receptions for 51 yards in week three, and then nine carries and five receptions for 45 yards in week four. Um, Jerome Ford is kind of a jag. Uh, he isn't going to get a ton of volume this week against San Francisco because they are uh, projected to lose by seven points uh, per Vegas. So I think we're going to see Jerome Ford just not really even have that much opportunity. And then the opportunity that he does have, he's not going to do really anything with it. Um, you know, this is a guy that isn't, isn't really much of anything on this team. They don't really have a running back right now. Um, I think maybe this is Kareem Hunt's week, but e even even then, like I don't know, there's not really um, a reason to be drafting Jerome Ford here, um, and he's going for fifty two hundred on DraftKings. So this is a guy that you're kind of spending uh, enough to get to where it's like you want a guaranteed ten points or something like that, and Jerome Ford's not gonna do that for you this week uh he has been a little bit involved in the passing game but um i mean that six targets five receptions game wasn't even with deshaun watson who we don't even know if he's playing this week um and it's just not looking good for him uh there's a lot of questionable um questionable things going on with jerome ford this week um so that's guy number one. Guy number two here is Zach Moss. Zach Moss looked great last week. Um, he he has the DraftKings uh, projected ownership to show that he is he's going for sixty two hundred, uh, and he's behind Jonathan Taylor. Um, so I. I mean, he was behind Jonathan Taylor last week, but Jonathan Taylor was kind of on a pitch count. So I think we're going to see Zach Moss take a step back in utilization and um, Jonathan Taylor take that step up. So that's that's a situation that you don't really... I, I don't want to start either of those guys this week. Um, I think this is kind of like that intersection of Jonathan Taylor going up and Zach Moss going down where they're both not usable. Um, and maybe next week, Jonathan Taylor will be more useful, but I think they should both get like 10 opportunities. Um, and that's not really sustainable for value. Um, so I wouldn't start Zach Moss. He's definitely overpriced and, and coming off of that strong week. And that's probably why he's overpriced. But Zach Moss is a guy that is probably not going to be a top running back this week, um, especially when they're you know, projected to lose by four to the Jags, and that would lead you to believe that the Jag the uh, Colts will be throwing the ball more late in the game as opposed to running it, um, which doesn't suit well for Zach Moss either. And the last sit I have here, and this one hurts a little bit, and I know that I, I could really get bit on this, is Brees Hall. Um, Brees Brees Hall is going for 6,000 on DraftKings right now. He's projected some high ownership, um, but he's 
going against that Philadelphia defense, which has allowed, I think, on average, like 66 yards per game, uh, which is the lowest in the league. And um, he likely isn't going to change that trend, although he is a great running back. Um, This past week, he had 22 carries and three targets. uh, But that was in a game that was like, close and they were up in um he's not gonna be used as much in this upcoming game and i think there's gonna be uh more more situations where Brees hall is kind of i don't know i think it's gonna be a good good throwing game for uh the jets so they're gonna likely look garrett wilson's way and I just don't see a ton of opportunity for Brees Hall. And then on the opportunity that he does have, I don't see that really converting into anything because the game script is negative for him and the defense that he's playing against is a strong run defense. So that's not great for Brees Hall. Okay. And I will conclude today's episode by talking about my stack of the week. And um, I know that I mentioned Gardner Minshew with Josh Downs slash Michael Pittman. Um, but this second one is a little bit, uh, different and that is Drake London and Desmond Ritter. Uh, Desmond Ritter took a big step up last week, um, throwing for 329 yards, uh, and throwing a touchdown and also rushing for one touchdown. He was the number six quarterback, um, on the week and he had like 75.7% completion. So Desmond Ritter definitely took a step in the right direction. Um, it's it's good to see that. Uh, I know that he kind of was limiting Drake London and Kyle Pitts upside. Um, he's still priced like he's um, not, not that guy. And it's okay if he isn't. Like, it doesn't matter. Uh, he should be able to provide some good value with for 5,000 uh, at the quarterback position. Um, and that stack with Drake London should be pretty good. Uh, Drake London got more utilization last week uh, with nine targets, one in the red zone and six receptions. Um, I just really feel like it was a good step in the right direction for, for his relationship or his connection with Desmond Ritter. Um, and I think they both really take a step forward this week against Washington. I don't think Washington has the best secondary. Um, so it kind of all comes together to lead me to believe that uh, that London-Ritter connection is going to be strong this week. Um, I do have one kind of note on this as well. Um so it is the Commanders at the Falcons, and Desmond Ritter at home is undefeated in like high school, college, and and whatever. Uh, he's incredible at home. Uh, his splits are very different um, when he's at home versus when he's away. So I think because he's at home, it's it's gonna be good for uh, Desmond Ritter to to connect with Drake London. So that's the stack of the week. Um, also check out Gardner Minshew. Um, and, and see what you can do with him and his receivers. But I think the Desmond Ritter Drake London connection is very obvious this week. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing that play out. So that is everything I have for this week. Um, 
I, I hope this format worked pretty well. Um, I know that it's different than it, it was a couple weeks ago. Um, and then I did that combined episode and I hope, you know, we can kind of find some rhythm going forward with doing just the three days a week in three different formats and covering all the different news and updates for those formats and then projecting it uh, into the upcoming weeks or with Dynasty into the upcoming years. Um, so appreciate you bearing with me as I make these adjustments and try to figure out what is the best uh, going forward for the podcast. Um, so you can follow me on Twitter at DataBlitz underscore XYZ. Uh, I'm also doing a Madden series on YouTube um, where I'm rebuilding the Patriots. Uh, I was rebuilding the Broncos. The Broncos have awful cap situation. The Broncos are impossible to rebuild. Um, I don't know what they're going to do in real life. <laughs> I'd be eager to see. I think they're going to suck for a couple of years because of that. Um, but the Patriots do actually have cap space and their own first round pick and they're viable to use. Um, in one of those rebuild situations, uh, they do have some of those young guys that are good, um, and I can I can work with them. So, uh, episode one of the Patriots rebuild went live this morning. Um, episode two should be coming out uh, this weekend at some point, and that's all I got. Uh, so, just subscribe if you like this um, format. You know. If you have any updates or anything that you want to share with me about um, the format that I'm doing or, or any notes, uh, feel free to feel free to uh, tag me on Twitter or um, comment something on the YouTube. Uh, so appreciate you for tuning in. Have a good one.